culture check. Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast that talks about how you can walk in the way of the cross. I'm Jonathan, and this is Matthew, and we are your hosts so excited you're here. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by 9th Avenue in the ministry. Hope you're having a good day. I know we are. You know what I just realized? Well, I just realized. There's like multiple cameras. So oh, like, no. There's a camera here and a camera so here. So when I look here, it's like it's I'm not looking here. Yeah. And We're going to have to just kind of make it work. We need red lights like on the... Uh, like, And in other news... <laughs> One of those transitions where you're going to yeah. go... But yeah, it, it's, uh, and this is, I can't sit back in my chair today and be in the, on the TikTok feed, but yeah, so we're cooking 12 Boston Bucks. We got a ladies event. We got the youth Christmas party. So here's, here's, and then here's the spiritual. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's the spiritual. Um, when you develop a talent and you let your church know you have that talent, they're going to use you. Yep, and uh, they know that I like to cook, and we're trying to train Jonathan along the way a little bit. And um, I guess this is what in the last six months, like the third cook like this that we've done. Yeah, like, easily. And then I've done some out on my little pit. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like four church. Oh, for church for though. Church. Oh, no, no, yeah, for church. I'm saying it's been, been like three, three in, like, plus all the months. personal ones we've done. Yeah, and so it's. Uh, but we told them. We told them. We got two events. They all won barbecue. I said, "Okay, we're gonna cook it one time. We're gonna wrap it and freeze it, and then you can get it out and use it as you need it." But yeah, we weren't gonna take up two weekends to cook. No, so. no. But twelve Boston. That's a. I tell you what. The the probably the one of the worst things, uh, with smoking all this stuff, is. Not being able to eat it, like. It's, we're shredding it for other people. Oh. You still have to sample it, but um. man, I'm telling you. Yeah, I had some last night though. I I'm, I cooked one at the house over the weekend, and I had frozen. I froze half oh, of it. I see. And so we had supper last night. I see how it is. Yeah. See how it is. You didn't bring me any of that gumbo either. So hey, hey, it's frozen, and I still have time. It's been only. It's not even been a week. It's not even been a week. Listen, to this man. Which uh, <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> talk about what we're really here for, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Which is. Surrendering your will to God. Yes. And we've been talking about knowing God's will for your life. And what's, I'll say this, what's the biggest beatdown in sports you've seen that you can remember? Oh, oh. Um, of course, I'm an Alabama fan, right? So I knew it was coming. The uh, the year Alabama played Notre Dame in the national championship. Oh, that was, that was ugly. And, like, Notre Dame never crossed the 50-yard line. Yeah, it was ugly. Like, it was... It was crazy. Um, as a Braves fan, last year, the Braves had a game, I think it was against the Marlins, that they set a single-game record for most runs. Okay. And, I mean, I think they scored like 29 runs in that game. Oh, my goodness. And so, so yeah. So you have all these beatdowns, and you wonder, you know, all, you know, for in, especially in, like, high school sports, if Josh is still watching, he'll be able to chime in on this. After a team gets to a certain point, it's just a running clock. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a, a – and then there's mercy rules in certain sports where if this happens by this inning, you just kind of call it quits. And it's one of those things of you're surrendering to someone as to say, okay. I'm done. I'm done. You win. It's very clear that you are far superior than me. 
that you are stronger than I am, that maybe that you're, you know, especially you, that the, the outcome is your way at this mm-hmm. point. And I kind of look at that as almost us and God, where you have, say you had like us, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just won a Super Bowl playing like a high school team. It's just not going to be very pretty. So, you know, one of the challenging things in this conversation a lot of times is, you know, as we're talking about surrendering to God and is, and I've thought about this, this may have nothing to do with our introduction here at all. I don't know. That's, that's the great thing about unscripted, scripted podcast. I had it up here. Yeah. So. Is, is surrendering your God's will. That was kind of the overarching theme of our conversation here, surrendering yeah. to God's will and then some individual ways of how to do that. But here's the thing is, is it is a decision to make. Yeah. And you have your own free will. God's not going to make you do this. Yep. Um, and and you're right. Getting to that point, like, you know, in in college football, we all watch these. Um, we all watch these games. That's funny. Um, we all watch these games where you play these cupcake teams, and yeah, um, you know, when it's like thirty-five to nothing, the cupcake team usually puts their second string in, which is kind of their cue to the other team of you do the same thing, you know, but. But you've got to make the decision to say, I want to do that. And and I think that's the first step. And we're, we're going to talk about a lot of things over the next few weeks of how do we do this. But the very first step in all of it is saying, I'm going to. Yeah. And because there can be times when it's very clear what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I don't want to run the clock. Yeah. Like So my friend Josh just posted on our Facebook feed. We had a team down 40 in the first quarter, and they began running the clock at four minutes left in the first quarter. Just ran, no and, um, just ran and I can imagine, what if the coach or the other team went, no, no, no run clock. We can come back. It's like it's very clear that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, you still want your players to try. You still want your players to do their best effort. But uh, but there's also a safety issue here at that point. And, um, but a lot of times with us and God, if it's not our choice and we fight it and fight it and fight it, well, he is going to let us do our own thing, mm-hmm. but it's not going to work out. The, the end income, I mean, sorry, end outcome isn't going to be eternity with him if we fight him and make it all about us. And we talked about a little bit of that last week about it's not about us, it's all about him. And sometimes I think we have to realize that sometimes his will isn't going to be what I want. Because mm-hmm. I want my, my fleshly side wants sin you know our fleshly side wants our own evil desires Mm -hmm. and we have to fight that first in order to also give up that control to god and say hey kind of like jesus did in the garden i really don't want to go to the cross at this point i don't want to go but not my will but yours be done Mm -hmm. and i think it's okay to be honest with god in those times yeah and and, i mean i think we all are going to go through those moments where where we're going to struggle with that Surrendering to God's will is not a one-time thing. No. I mean, there is that initial decision. I think you guys say, I'm going to live a Christian life. But even as we live this Christian life, we're going to have moments where our human nature is going to say, I want to do this. God, I know this is what you want, and I know this is what's best, but I want to do this. And um, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's just a challenge. It's, it's a reoccurring challenge in our life that we've got to constantly be aware of and, and, and push forward in. You think that has anything to do with when, when you know, we read 
take up your cross daily and follow me. Mm -hmm. That's part of that surrendering to his will every single day. It's not just, oh, I surrendered when I was baptized. I surrendered when I was born again. I surrendered when I became a Christian. It was, I surrendered then and I surrender the next day and the next day and the next day because I'm taking my cross up So and submitting to him, understanding that, kind of like what Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's important. So I'm a Weight Watchers. If you go back and watch the video podcast from about four months ago, you'll be able to tell I've lost about 30 pounds. Yeah. You're doing great. Health, it's health stuff. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to lose weight. It was like, you either lose weight or you're going to become diabetic. So I was in a, so I've been doing this Weight Watcher thing. And, and it's to the same point. I mean, it's an everyday decision. I'm going to get up and I'm going to track these things and I'm going to make sure that I'm within my points. But, you know, people are like, how much weight have you lost? And I had gotten down to where I was like, I'd lost 35 pounds. I'm trying to, to pull up my thing here. And um, I'd lost 35 pounds. And, like, it looked really good on my tracker. Um, I'm going to show it to you. It looked really good on my tracker. We have to flip the right way. Six months. Okay, basically. So, you know, I'll show you can you can see my my curve right there. It's going down. They may not be able to see in, the, in that light. My curve is go. going down. <laughs> and so, but now over Thanksgiving, I'm like, I'm not tracking my food. I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. And people are like, how much weight do you lost? In my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've lost 35 pounds. But then I got on the scales after Thanksgiving, and I had not lost 35 pounds. I had gained five. Gained five? I had gained five pounds over Thanksgiving. Was a lot of it water weight? Uh, I think a lot of it was uh, banana pudding weight. Banana pudding weight. But to that point, I had hey, decided. Hey, but that's a fruit. There's zero points. <laughs> I had decided for 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 four months every day, I'm going to make this decision, and here's the positive outcome. Yeah. But then I got to the point like, oh well, I've lost 35 pounds. Look at me. I'm good. I'm good. I can eat whatever I want to for this week of Thanksgiving, and I'll be fine. And then I log in and I weigh, and I'm like, oh man. I've, I've made, I made the decision not to follow the plan. And what we're trying to give you guys through these conversations is a plan of how to yeah. every day get up and make this conscious decision to daily take up your cross and submit to him. Because we get to a point where we say, oh, I'm good. I, yeah. I got it. Yep. And then we turn around and we realize, oh, wait. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't have it. Yeah. Uh, I think of, so when I was in high school, I, I lifted weights competitively. And uh, our coach was LSU's powerlifting coach, and um, he was—he knew what he was doing. He had this whole notebook of all our workouts. It's this month, this week. Here's your workout for this week, mm -hmm. and um, and it was all you work to your your peak, and then you go back down, and you start all over again, so you keep raising your max. Mm -hmm. But he would tell us when you miss one week. So um, we worked out three days a week. We had a squat practice, we had a bench practice, and then we had a deadlift practice. And with days in between, he said, if you miss one week, it puts you back almost three to four weeks when in, in the progress, because you not only, oh, you don't just pick up where you left off, but you lose almost a month worth of progress mm -hmm. when you miss one week. Yeah. And so if you miss two weeks, you're out like six weeks, well, they eight say weeks. The, they say, uh, they'd say the same thing in, with musicians. For every day you don't practice, you lose a week's worth of yeah, it's, practice. I mean, you know, of, of progress. And so, yeah. you know, we have to decide every day. I'm going to get up. I'm going to make this decision to surrender to God, to, to surrender to his will and his desires. There's going to be days that we wake up and we don't make that decision. And we're going to have to yeah, make up for it in some ways as we try to get back on. But that's the great thing about God's grace is God's grace. This is my favorite 
definition of God's grace is God's grace makes your mistakes look like part of his plan. Yeah. And and there are going to be, now, it's not to say that, you know, let's keep sinning so grace may abound. <laughs> but the great thing about God's grace is, hey, I got to go through these periods where um, I'm not going to choose his will. But when I come back, God's going to use that moment. His grace is going to use that moment to teach me something I probably needed to know. That's going to help me stay more connected. Yep. And so when you choose not to do it, don't beat yourself up. Because God's grace is going to make that time in your life productive yes. if you allow him and, when but, you come back. In addition to that, it's don't beat yourself up, but you still need to feel the conviction to, yeah, yes, to, to yes. not do it again. And, I, and that's what we're, what we also want to communicate. Because then if, if you said, oh, well, Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving and, well, Christmas is coming up. I guess I'll just do the same thing again. And then, well, I, uh, I like the video. For those of you on TikTok know what we're talking about. They said, oh, I always try this diet. And then Thanksgiving comes up. Then Christmas comes up. And then and Monday. Then, and then Friday. And then I mean, <laughs> Girl Scout cookies in February. Yeah, right. And, but, then, but then all the rest, you know, yeah. now it's just, you know, Taco Tuesday shows up. Wednesday's I, Wednesday. Sonic Sunday. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got all these awesome things you can then eat. Then just Cracker Barrel Day. Right? I, guess, I guess so. But when we're we have none of these things in high level, so it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's Taco Tuesday every day in high level. Pretty much. One thing we have in our notes is that being okay with no, and that comes to what we've been using the illustration for, you know, eating healthy. But it also comes true to surrendering yourself to God, because there's going to be times where we're going to have that internal debate of, but I really want to do this. I mean, Jesus, at you know, in the garden, I don't want to go to the cross. Take this cup from me. But if, but not my will, yours be done. He was saying, if I don't have to go, I'm not going. Okay, I I, I don't want to go. It's going to be painful, because it wasn't like Jesus couldn't stop it. Well, and God said, no, you're going to so, go. So to, to that idea of saying no, there are, there are two ways I think of of talking to God, and and I'll tell you a story. It's one of my favorite stories about my daughter, my oldest daughter, when she was little. Um, when I say she was little, she's like 11 now, but she was like two, um, maybe two and a half. She was talking very, talking well. So we're, we're leaving and um, driving down the road and she's got a necklace in her mouth. And I can hear her running that necklace across her teeth, but it had charms on it. It was a cheap necklace. Like it could have broken really easy. And I'm like, hey, I said, Collins, I said, quit chewing on that necklace. And she kept chewing. And I said, Collins, quit chewing on that necklace. So we've got, finally got to the stop sign. And I, and, I, and I, you know, I did the parent thing. I adjusted that rearview mirror so I could see her. I said, Collins, quit chewing on your message. And she goes, you need to shut up and drive. <laughs> um, and then she I, was never heard from again. again. <laughs> um, and so she was like, not okay with no. Yeah. Okay. And, and she was defiant about it. And I think that sometimes if we're not careful... We can cross that line with God and be defined about it, but at the same time, we don't we don't need to get to that point. But it is okay to have those genuine conversations, like Jesus had, of of saying, "God, I'm coming to you. I'm talking to you. I'm just being real with you. I'm not being defiant. I'm not being disrespectful. But I just want you to know, I'm struggling with the decision you want me to make. Yeah. And and, and if it's up to me, I'm not going. And, and if there's another way. Then yeah, let's, let's, do, let's, let's do it that way. But that's when I think the Holy Spirit works within us and gives us that strength when we're when we're on. And, and I think it has to be in a conversation of honesty with God. 
when we have those honest conversations, I think that's when God comes in and says, okay, I know you don't want this, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to trust me and I'm going to give you my spirit and I'm going to give you the, the, the power that comes with that to endure. And that's exactly what he did with, yeah. with Jesus. With Jesus. I'm going to give you the, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the ability to do this and get through it. Yeah. Don't be defiant like Collins of, Hey, you just need to mind your own business and just leave me alone. Yeah. But it's okay to be like, hey, God, I'm struggling with I'm this. struggling. And see, so Jesus knew. Jesus knew the reason. But there are times where we may not not we we may not know the reason. Yeah. We and and for me, I like the why. Yeah. Uh, if we're gonna do a plan, I like detail. And I say details. I'm not a detail guy, but I am a guy that maybe it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. If we're going on a trip and I'm not the one planning it. I'm like, okay, so... Um, you still want to know everything that's going when on. When are we leaving? When are we getting back? Uh, where are we staying? I mean, I, I kind of want to know these things so I don't feel out of control with God. We're like, God, why? And sometimes we may not know why. Now, is it wrong to maybe ask for clarity? Of course not. I think of Job. Job was going through all kinds of sufferings. And it says Job... We always say Job had faith. He was faithful. He never lost his faith. And that's true. People were telling, you know, his wife said, curse God and die. His friend said, you must have done something terrible to deserve this. Because their sense of justice was, you do good, good things happen. Mm-hmm. You do bad, bad, bad things, things, things happen. happen. That was their sense of justice. We know that's not the way life works. The wise man, the foolish man, mm-hmm. both built houses. They both endured storms. But we have here, then Job eventually just says, God, you're not being just. Because I've not done this, done anything to deserve this. So what's up? Yeah. And God says, where were you when I formed the creation of the world? And all those questions he asked. Basically saying, Job, you don't know everything. I'm still in control. Don't worry about it. But that goes back to with our honest conversation yeah. of, of there is this, hey, sometimes you're going to have this honest conversation with God and you're not going to like the response from God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. And I don't, and I, I don't like the answer. Because I said so, and never did when I was growing up. And uh, I, I remember uh, uh, I was talking to a, a parent when I was younger, not a parent, who said when their child, they made a commitment to never said just because I said so. But they always, but it might be, I know what's best for you. I want you to trust me, which is the same thing, but it's more of a, and a loving, it's a softer, uh, it's a softer loving response saying, hey, this is dangerous and I need you to trust me to know that I'm doing what's mm-hmm. best for you. And God does the same thing. God is not just saying, I said so, just listen to me. He says, I love you. I care for you. I'm doing what's best for you. Like a father disciplines his child, so God disciplines his children. Mm-hmm. Joshua is saying, sometimes the struggle we face today prepares us for what's coming tomorrow. Avoiding the struggle in the moment leaves us unprepared for what is to come. Learning to trust God, sorry, learning to trust what God knows I need instead of what I think I need is a difficult mm-hmm. task. Because after all, I'm, I know I know what's best for me. Yeah. And, and we, we like to do that. I, no one knows what's best for you except for you. We hear culture say that. that that's why, your best life. That's why commercials are so effective. Because you deserve this. So buy this. And uh, God's saying, I know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I've already bought it. Yeah. I've already bought it with my son's blood. Man. So do you think, will we ever understand it all? Yes, I do. 
Um, I think it's a growth process. Yeah. I think, you know, Collins is 11 years old now. And, <laughs> you know, but when I tell her that story, she understands now at 11 years old why you don't need to chew on things because it could kill you. You know, I mean, you know, she seems under- reasonable. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Like she understands, hey, the reason that I've pushed you to make certain decisions and to submit and surrender in certain ways to my will, because that's what parenting is in a lot of ways, is convincing your kids to surrender to what you know is best. Um, they they understand those things as they grow. And I think in our as our faith grows, our understanding of submission grows. Mm-hmm. And and we look around. I mean, it's, it's just like Josh said. Hey, I, I turn around after I've gone through something big today, and I turn around and I go, oh, okay, what he was training me through makes mm-hmm. sense now. Yeah. And it might come a day later. It might come a week later. It might come years later. Yeah. And, and I, I even think there might be some things, and you can disagree with me, that would be a good, cool okay, discussion. I disagree with you. Awesome. I like that. Thank you. Um there might be some things we don't understand until the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, absolutely. And where we say, I just don't think I'll ever understand fill in the blank. I mean, like I, I'm convinced Joshua had no clue his bigger purpose. And I'm not sure he ever did. Cause I'm not sure he knew his, the 12, his 11, other 11 brothers, the 12 sons of Israel. Joseph, not Joshua. Did I say Joshua? Yeah, Sorry, like, Joseph. Joshua. Sorry, Joshua. Joseph. I'm not sure he ever understood the nation they grew to become and that he saved the entire nation of Israel. Well, and even, even, I mean, and then the, the gene- Jesus. genealogy I mean, of Jesus and save the genealogy. I don't think he ever understood that, but did he understood he was pleasing God? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Yeah. And it's hard for just obedience and trust to be enough when we're going through difficult times. But it is so cool in a faith experience to get to that other side of, of, of a problem or issue and be like, oh, I see. Yeah. Like oh. that awe moment in our faith is so powerful mm-hmm. because it in that moment we, we see a growth. We see a stretch. Let's see if we can look for a book. I am. Ugh. Uh-oh. The Aha book. Aha talks all about this kind of stuff. And uh, good book. Sorry, and if you go to our website for nine, <laughs> we don't have a website. So. No, no. Um, all right. What's next? Let's let's keep rolling. That's here. it. That's it. Oh, that that was our that was our culminating point. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we're done, guys. That was an, that was an abrupt end. Uh, we've been very busy today and yesterday. So well, those... no. So the abruptness. You gotta understand. Both of us. I mean, we're big ADHD guys, and <laughs> so our conversations go this way and this way a lot. and Even with show notes on my show notes. <laughs> and, and so sometimes we just get to an end of the conversation. We don't realize it's the end of the conversation. We just kind of roll into something else. And that's a lot of what makes, I think, our dialogue work is we just kind of roll and roll and roll and roll. It's, it is what it is. And so, you know. But um, we're thankful you've been watching. We, we have to continue watching the smoke below. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering what it's doing. Because it cooks faster yeah. when you watch it. But for those of you who came in late, we're smoking 12 Boston Butts for numerous church events and also our renter's fee, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're using someone's smoker. So we had to. <laughs> so we had a, a smoke. Someone came a Boston Butt. And we're also coming off of a long night where we had a, a visitor come visit our little kids from the North Pole who may or may not have left the bag. 
So the kids were very concerned. So if anyone knows how to FedEx Santa, I hope not bad. FedEx anything right now in Alabama. Maybe, yeah, maybe not FedEx. Yeah, the guy last time dumped all the stuff in the ravine. So maybe UPS. If any of you UPS drivers out there make a trip to the North Pole, we got to send Santa's bag back. The kids are very concerned. But um, <laughs> on that note, we're going to tell you guys farewell. Thanks for joining. As always, remember 1 Peter 2.21 that says, For to this you have been called, for Christ also suffered, leaving you an example. <laughs> that you, sorry, that's the comments. <laughs> that you might follow in his steps. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.